Hello and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season two, episode seven, The Family Ties. Seven or seven? Seven, I think. Good. Seven. The right way. No, there is no right or wrong way. Seven. Seven is not how you say seven. Oh, don't start this. I've had this argument many a time with people. You know, when I first uh, went to uni, I studied linguistics and it was at Edinburgh and there was like loads of posh people there and the guy came in and he said, put your hand up if you think there's a correct way of speaking. And I would say maybe about three quarters of the, the, the lecture put their hand up. And he said, great, you now have two options. You can either get rid of that ridiculous point of view or you can leave. It's up to you. And I was like, oh, I like this guy. That's that's fiery. Let's not have a go at people's dialects. I don't think that's a, the hill to die on. The one that really cracks me up is people from Inverness, up that kind of way. The way they say pork is so pork. weird. It's like park. Park. Pork. You're not saying perk, like... It's don't you, you're not stop it's gatekeeping. So stop being a Seth Cohen and gatekeeping <laughs> language. Like that's absolutely not acceptable. Right, housekeeping. I don't um, have any. Hello, this is actually Heather from the future. When we were recording this, we didn't have any housekeeping, um, but it's now the day before it's going out, and we do have housekeeping. So I'm just going to squeeze this on in here. Kerry would have got involved, but she's very rudely on holiday. So here we are. Um, the first one is a very quick shout out to my friend Louise. Um, she is going in for a little operation, um, and I know she's very nervous. So hopefully, listening to our dulcet tones will ease that. Hopefully. And then our second one is for the lovely Lily. It is her birthday. So happy birthday, Lily. That is from me and Kerry. Anyway, back to the past we go. No, I don't think I've got any housekeeping either. Okay, no okay, housekeeping. We'll, we'll, we'll skip that <laughs> Great. <laughs> no housekeeping. Last episode, there was a lot happening though. Like, I yeah. feel like diving straight in is probably a good thing. Because I came off the last episode just being like, I've got questions, guys. Like, mm. where are we going? Mm. Where are they going with this? Okay, previously on the OC. Lindsay is Caleb Nichols' daughter. Who would have bloody guessed it, eh? <laughs> You're my um, father. <laughs> Dad? Papa? Mm. Pup-pup? <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> I'm thinking like a little mouse. American tail, maybe? Oh, I don't know. I've not seen that. Oh, my God. Treat yourself. It's really sad, <laughs> actually. Anyway, with Lindsay being Caleb's daughter, that means she's also Kirsten's sister, dun, dun, dun. which is what we kind of hone in on quite a lot on this episode. Um. Jimmy and Julie are shagging. Mm. What was the what was the thing you said in the first season that I was like, making the beast with two backs, <laughs> which is a phrase. <laughs> Such a ludicrous phrase. People got in touch to say that is a phrase. 
And I was it like, I phrase. know. Like, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I know. Tell Heather. She's the one that doesn't know. I've just never heard it before. Um, what else has been happening? She kind of said in the last episode, didn't she, that she was like, I want to be with you. Like, yeah. I think this is this is real. This is happening. Um, so that's exciting. Can't wait to see what happens with that. Um, Summer and Zach are trying to make it work, although I think Zach needs to find a new boo, to be quite frank. Mm. Um, Marissa and DJ are Facebook official now after they were dancing at the, the school dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alex and Seth and Ryan and Lindsay are all Cutting about, being lads, doing stuff. They're there. They're in Newport. They're there. They're around somewhere. Um, So to nobody's surprise, my first question going in. Mm -hmm. How much time has passed from the last episode? Well, if it's any consolation or reprieve, I sneakily saw the name of the next episode at the end of this episode and I am pretty sure that next episode is Valentine's Day. Mm. So I don't know if that gives you... I don't think there is a, like... I think we're past New Year. I think we're in, like, January. But that's the thing. It's, like, it could be that first week back at school. Like, Mm. that that could be it. Or it could be March. (laughs) Like, there's no... Yeah. There's no... (laughs) Um, I think they confirm it a little bit later on, that they've been away on the winter break. Yeah, but, well, yeah, yeah, and Alex is, I, I mean, the, he, Seth goes to see Alex for the first time, although she wouldn't be dictated to by school terms because she doesn't go to school, I guess, so that really actually doesn't make any <laughs> kind of, like, sense or adjustment to the time frame. Anyway. Time is but a human construct. So, I actually thought this episode was a bit meh, to be honest. The next episode is also, I think, from memory, my favourite episode ever. <gasps> um that's a bold statement. I know, um, I, because I think it's the episode where Sandy sings. Oh my God. And we all know that I'm a big fan of musical theatre, Peter Gallagher. So yeah, yep. there is a treat in store next episode, if I remember right. But I might be wrong, because as we have ascertained, like I don't actually remember anything <laughs> about anything. Which is unusual for me, because I remember, like I remember everything. Yeah. But not about this. Um, mm. So I you quite like liked this episode. it, yeah. I thought, um, yeah, I th- it kind of moved the story along. And sometimes you need yeah, that, true. you know. Sometimes you true. just need need some movement. I also really see Seth's vibe here, where he's like, "Can you just punch someone for old times' sake?" <laughs> like, I sometimes get that feeling where you're a bit like, especially like being a grown up. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just like, can we just do something stupid and not think about the consequences? Like, you know? I, yeah, I get yeah, energy. a hankering I for the the days of yore. I feel you, Seth. Maybe not with punching people. It's not very healthy. Yeah. So Ryan is in the pool house studying. Seth is looking through photos to try and ascertain whether he thinks that Lindsay looks like Kirsten when she was younger. And the consensus is, yes, she does look like Kirsten when she (laughs) She was younger. She looks like her now. Now, I know, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then we're reminded, oh yeah, Kirsten doesn't know that Ryan and Lindsay are having a romantic tryst. Um, Which I think was a good reminder because I was like... I don't think I remembered that. I was like, oh yeah, like, I don't I don't know. I was like, oh yeah, she doesn't know about that. That's weird. Mm. I forgot about that. And Kirsten thinks that they should do something nice for Lindsay. Now, I thought this preamble was a bit 
I thought that it, it dragged on a lot, considering all they were trying to do was like set up the fact that it was going to be awkward for Ryan. Yeah. Um, I actually, I had a little thought here, mm-hmm. um, which may explain why it was a little bit longer and why there's a bit more of a focus to it. You know, when Sandy's saying, like Seth makes a joke about Ryan banging his auntie, basically, mm-hmm. and Sandy is like, I guess it is too early to joke, even for a Cohen. Mm-hmm. And you know how they kind of hammered that in a couple of times over the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe in season one, they got a complaint or like audience feedback that maybe people weren't getting the sarcasm or getting like the kind of dark humor. Not that there was a huge amount of it, but maybe they weren't getting it. And that's why they're like really like hammering mm. this home that Cohen's make jokes in awkward situations or sad situations or bad situations. Cause I was just like, why are you bringing that up again? Like, yeah, weird. it just seemed like a bit of a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was just a bit long and... and yeah, I don't, anyway, DJ is going to meet Jimmy. Um, like you said, they're Facebook officials, so he is meeting the parents. Uh, that's what Marissa and Summer are talking about. Zach is back. We see him Zach come into back. the weird coffee shop on campus. Um, <laughs> and then he makes this absolutely bizarre decision to talk to Seth before he talks to Summer. Yeah, this doesn't make any so sense. So you're telling me that the Prince William of Newport doesn't have another friend who is not one of the central characters of this TV show to talk to about this issue. Where the, where's the rest of the water polo team? That's my question. It is where are so they? odd. Exactly. It is so, so, so weird. Also, another thing that I think is weird that has nothing to do with anything is like... I feel like Zach and Luke would know each other from previously, but I don't see Zach and Luke getting on. I don't see that being like a friendship because I think if if Luke was friends with someone like Zach, he wouldn't be so dismissive of at the start of like Cohen and like yeah. Ryan and stuff. But maybe and do you remember because I wasn't one of the one of these people, but do you remember at school there was like those characters, those those people who had the ability to be pals with everyone and kind that's of like me. that's me and oh okay so you so people like you maybe zach is a bit of a you and that he can do the jockey chat and be chatty enough with the water polo boys but then he can chat to, you know like maybe yeah that. and that that is true but that is all like speculative conjecture like we have no evidence that Zach can play that sort of mask, hyper masculine, lads, lads, lads type of guy. It's yeah. very weird. It's just very strange. Like, I, I don't know why they would have him pegged as a. Why not just have him as like a band that kid. type of character, that sort of class president, like great at everything, everybody loves them type guy? Like, they've made reference to him being a sports guy, but they have put zero like work into developing that side of the character since just saying that yeah you know he also I mean? like never talks about going to practice or doing anything yeah. like that and also remember when he was like gonna fight corn and he's like i'm not even strong it's just i've got big shoulders it makes me look bigger mm, but if you play water polo every day you, have you probably are quite strong yeah anyway luke had a luke had a good six pack like that yeah. boy worked out 
just a little thing that I thought was also weird, but not as weird as the fact that Zach wants to talk to Seth about how he has cheated on Summer. That is insane. <sighs> and, and it's just bad script writing. It's just bad writing. Like it's, that would never happen. It never in a million years. Never in a million years. I could so, actually imagine him talking to Ryan more than I can yeah, imagine him talking to Seth. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes like if you do have a problem or a secret or something, sometimes it is easier to tell someone you don't really know. Yeah. Like, so I could kind of get that. But like to See, tell Seth. Yeah. But the thing is, they are people that, that he doesn't really know. But he, they're also people who are so close to the person that he's trying to keep the secret from that you absolutely would not take that gamble. Like, because nope. the biggest thing about speaking to someone who you don't really know that well is that you don't know how much you can trust them or who okay. their circle of, like, spies are. Yes. So it's all very strange. But then maybe that's just from us who are quite untrusting yeah. people. <laughs> maybe, like, other people are just like, sure, here, have my secrets. Yeah, maybe. Don't tell anyone. So he was um, in Cabo. He met an ex-girlfriend. They were at a bar. It was late. Um, they were on Squid Row, which I assume is some sort of seafood place that is like a play on Skid Row, which seems distasteful given the class disparity between people who live in Cabo and people who live on Skid Row. But anyway, um, and <laughs> they were dancing. To, Chingy was on in the background. Do you remember Chingy? Yes, yes, I do. I've got the best Chingy fact Ever, 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 ever. Right. Straight so, from the hip, my friend. You know that song, the one Chingy song that everyone knows, the give me a call if you want to come roll with me. Me, mm -hmm. if you was my baby, right? So see the guy that sings that bit, the bit that's like, give me a call if you want to. Do you know that bit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy that sings that is a guy called Jason Weaver, right? And Jason Weaver, who sings that part of that Chingy song, is also the man who, when he was a child, did the singing voice for Simba and the Lion King. What? What? I know. I know. Is that not the most wild fact? That is ins There's a lot of OC Disney crossover. I know. Well, exactly, exactly. I don't know, I don't know I did we talk about this publicly, about how someone told us that Jimmy Cooper is Hercules? I don't think we've talked about it in the podcast, but we have talked about it in at length. Bless my soul, Hercules on a roll. I imagine he didn't do the singing voice though, right? Because most people will just do the talky bit and then someone else will do the singy bit, right? Yeah, and then do you know that the singy bit is largely uncredited as well? Oh, really? Yeah, because another good Disney fact that is... Did I say this last week about Hamilton and Moana? You did, yep, that's oh, what okay, we finished right. on. Never mind. Um, so, yeah, so... He was listening to Chingy and Young Simba and um, <laughs> yeah, things. one thing led to another and they kissed and that was all that happened, but they have kissed. Now, in my mind, that is a violation of trust. Mm -hmm. That is cheating. Yeah. Some people have different markers or borders for boundaries for cheating, but for me, if you kiss someone else, that is cheating. So he has cheated on Summer. Seth suggests that the best method of moving forward is just to be honest. And I thought, mm, that's a bit rich coming for you, is it not? Well, no, he goes for option A, doesn't he? He says, well, option A is that you don't tell her and you have the easy life, but then you have to deal with the guilt of it. Mm. Or option B, you tell her and you're honest in the hope that she'll forgive you. Mm. And he is, he is pushing Zach towards the latter. Which in my head was like, 
if my partner's ex was telling me to do that, I'd probably be like, mm, what's in it for you? Yeah, you would do the opposite. Yeah. Especially, I mean, all they've done is argue about Seth. All they've done is yes. argue about Seth's infatuation with Summer. It's so... Anyway, let's move on because it doesn't make any sense. You're on the you would tell Summer camp. You have to. I think you have to tell people. You have to. I don't know if I would, you know. Like, especially as a teenager. But the thing is, well, as a teenager, yeah, maybe not. But the thing is, at the end of the day, right... As Shekule has just said in All Stars Season 5, what is made in the dark will always come to the light. Things always get revealed. And would you not rather know when it happened so you could make a decision rather than find out three or four years later when you're married with your first kid on the way that the guy that you trust and think that is has been completely faithful to you has been going about kissing tutors behind your back? <laughs> mm, yeah. I don't know about that. Anyway, Ryan and Lindsay meet in the corridor. It is awkward. Um, I'm very confused about this because the last episode of Chris McCart, I was under the impression that she said that she didn't think that they should see each other anymore. Yeah. But now she wants to hang out. Yep. And find their Switzerland. I, I was just like, I don't get where this... Is the turnaround come from the latkes and the, the eggnog? Like, because of that gesture, she's changed her mind? Because they've not talked about this since. No. But then I suppose if she's had, what, two weeks over Christmas and New Year to think about it, maybe she's come back yeah, being like, meh. But I'm also like, she's really feeding them hot and cold, isn't she? Like, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest problem with Lindsay is that she can't actually make up her mind one way or another. And that's really, really apparent in this episode. Like she goes from one decision to another, to another, to another, to another. And it really annoys me. Yeah. Part of me with this is like, do you know what? Life is complicated enough. Why make it any more complicated? Yeah. Like, choose something to stick to. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But exactly. then there's also part of me that's like, are they vibing off the fact that it feels kind of bad? Like, mm, it feels kind of mm -hmm, naughty? Is mm -hmm. that the appeal? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But she wants to be more than friends. Yeah. Sandy and Caleb are cruising in a sports car, top down, sunglasses on. Caleb is free and happy. He is he free. Happy. Charges dropped and the secret of the family scandal has been concealed by the court. So it's a win-win scenario, apart from the fact, as Sandy reminds him, that he has actually destroyed his family. And then we get the line about Caleb wanting to go back to work, yeah. which actually doesn't amount to anything, but I imagine is going to amount to something later on. Like, yeah. I kind of thought, oh, God, here we go. This is going to be like another Newport Group storyline in the making. But it's not. It doesn't actually come up again. I think that's brewing, though. Like, yeah. surely they're going to pick up on that on a later date. How annoyed were you that literally this is the second time that a rich white guy has broken the law uh, and just, like, hasn't gone to jail? Yes. <laughs> I mean, why do criminals not just go to jail in America. White privilege, I guess, yeah. is, the answer, is the answer to that. Yeah, if you've got the money to fix it, then. I think that's the thing as well, is like, there's so much in, so, for example, in the UK, we don't have opening speeches and closing speeches. That's not a thing here. It's literally just straight into, these are the facts, this is what's mm -hmm. going on. And the judge gets case files to kind of see over and make their educated decision based, or the jury get their educated decision based plainly on facts. Like it's just, mm -hmm. this is what has happened and evidence. Whereas in America, you get your opening and closing statements from the lawyer. So if the mm -hmm. lawyer is an amazing, persuasive, charismatic 
person that's always going to sway you and i think people don't attach enough importance to that like if someone's got a convincing like argument or a convincing manner or looks trustworthy do you mean there's so much more to it and i think that is one of the huge problems well, it becomes an exercise in like rhetoric, doesn't it? Rather yeah. than actually an exercise in the truth. Exactly. Um, anyway, with Caleb not going to jail, Julie is looks like she's having second thoughts a little bit about whether her and Jimmy should be together. She talks a lot about going back to my life and stuff. Yeah. Which lasts for approximately six <laughs> seconds and then they're snogging again, so it's fine. But then when they're snogging again, it's Jimmy that looks a bit like, oh, maybe this isn't the right thing to do. Um, so then we get this idea maybe that the affair is not quite, maybe it hangs in the balance a little bit. Yeah. Have you ever got back together with an ex? Um, yes, I have. It did not work out. No, it never I does. also have, and it didn't work out. Actually, yeah. Ali and I broke up and got back together. The exception that makes the rule. You're welcome. Oh, so that did work out. I also feel like they're making it quite simple. Like, they're making it seem like it's quite simple, because she's like, oh, can I just walk away? And it's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not as simple as that, guys. Mm. Um, And then Kirsten's at school. And she says, oh, I know there's no right way to do this, as in, like, there's no right way to build a relationship with Lindsay. But I'll tell you something, Kirsten, just turning up at school's probably not the right way to do it. No, definitely not. That was really weird. If I was Lindsay, I would have been like, um... Do one. (laughs) What are you doing here? Very weird flex from Kirsten. Yeah, but she's all like, so I know you're not in the market for a a relative, but how about a friend? And it's like, I don't, I think if I was 16, I don't know if I'd want to be friends with a 30 odd year old woman. Thanks. So. Yeah, I think uh, when you're older, it's fine. Like I've got a lot of friends who are of varying ages and it doesn't make a difference whatsoever. Um, but I think when you're like that young, it it does. Like yeah, when you're definitely. 17, a 30 year old is ancient, like <laughs> ancient. And just for the record, we are not ancient, okay? We are young and vivacious and full of life. Thank you very much, even if I put my back out this week. But that's not the point. Extraordinary, blessed with vim (laughs) and a bad knee. So, (laughs) ha ha. (laughs) Joke's on you, 17-year-olds. As soon as I saw DJ and Marissa at the marina, I was like, they're going to walk in and them shagging. That's what's going to happen. And luckily, they didn't walk in and them shagging. They just saw them snogging. But honestly, that entire time, I was just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Can you imagine anything more traumatic than not only walking in your parents having sex, but your parents who are meant to be divorced having sex? I know. I know. It's awful. I I actually feel clammy thinking about it. Oh, but no. do you know, I I don't know that I felt for Marissa at all, apart from towards the very end of this episode. I just think she's been so removed from all the action recently and she's been a bit one note since the start of season two that I'm a bit like, mm, I don't really care if you're upset by that or not. Like, yeah. I care more actually about Jimmy and Julie yeah. and what they're doing than your reaction to it like I just I'm not buying into I'm not on on the empathetic side of Marissa because I've not seen enough of her I've actually got this written down for later so I'll kind of I'll circle back but I feel it's almost like since she's moved back with 
Caleb and Julie, she's become really emotionally and physically like distant and kind of like mm. switched off her feelings. Like even in the her relationship with with Ryan, like all of a sudden she is just fine being friends. It's like she's completely muted her feelings. Mm. Even like her relationship with Summer doesn't feel as as close and it is in my mind it kind of feels like A, either she's just a really bad actor or B, she's a phenomenal actor and she is really she's like... Meta, <laughs> yeah, she's meta acting. Yeah. yeah, like she's completely embraced the fact that this girl is like going through some poop and is like really emotionally switching off to deal yeah. with it. I mean, I don't I, I don't think it's the latter, but okay. Um, <laughs> so Seth goes to see Alex. Is this the bit where you think that we maybe get like a little bit of, of place, like time and place confirmation? Yes. Yeah, not place confirmation, but time confirmation. Alex's little apartment is super cute, right? It looks like, cute. She just walks out onto that little bit and then she walks two steps and goes past some garbage cans and there's like the most amazing beach. It kind of looks a bit like a motel, though. It does look a bit like a motel, that is true. It looks great, though. Um, for a brief hot minute, I thought we were back at the Mermaid Inn. We, were, we aren't, but I thought maybe. It nowhere near had the class or <laughs> kitsch elegance of the Mermaid Inn. Remember that time my mum knew exactly how much it cost to stay at the Mermaid Inn? And I was yes. like, how do you know that? That's we did so talk weird. about it. How is your mum? Yeah, she's good. She's definitely not come on season two, no? Uh, no, no, she's over it. She's over not it. Not like a... A stealth listener, nah. a secret listener. She's over it. She's just ah. gone back to making quilts and stuff, so <laughs> it's fine. So Seth, yeah, goes to see Alex and he's being all weird and needy and like, I just don't understand why he's not got the hint yet. Yeah. That she's like not, she doesn't want to be tied down. Yeah. She's a free spirit. And he's so, I don't know, I just think, I just, do you know, maybe that's why I don't like this episode, because there's so many things in it that I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense, like, these people just need to give up. Yeah. But yeah, they batter on anyway. Don't like the insinuation, because, like, it's that hunky guy with the tattoo that opens the door, and then, like, a couple of minutes later, like, a girl and another guy come out, like, come out the house to be like, oh, we're going to get more beers or whatever. And, like, there's almost, like, an insinuation that she's having, like, this wild, like, yeah, group sex. sexual yeah, yeah, yeah. foursome. And it's like, no, they probably just had a party and crashed. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we find out that Modest Mouse are the band that are playing at the bait shop tonight. Um, and Alex sends them off with the comment, oh, it was really nice of you to come over and see me. It was real nice. It was nice. Nice. She says nice, like, five times. Um, and that goes into Seth's brain as a little earworm and he has a problem with this and takes it out on Sandy using an ear of corn. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was yeah, really funny. it was. Sandy was like, get shucking, I want to be able to eat this corn at dinner time. And then he like bangs the corn off the, the table, kitchen counter it? and then is like... Doo, 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 doo. Um, and then they all laugh at him. <laughs> which I thought was also hilarious. I, what was the, There was a line that I really liked that was like... I actually thought of you uh, when he said, the more edgy and dangerous that she is, the more I become like a Jewish nana, a Jewish grandma. Mm. And then Sandy says, not like your grandma. <laughs> not grandma. your nana. The, the nana. nana. Uh, the most badass woman in all of the OC ever. Um, right, why would Lindsay go for dinner at the Cohen's house when she knows 
the whole scenario and she knows that Ryan's going to be there and she knows it's going to be weird for them. Why does she do that? Also, why did she go shopping with her? Because they're saying that they went for coffee and then they went shopping and now she's come back for dinner. I don't go shopping with my actual friends. Like, why? I know. So weird. And like shopping is quite an intimate thing to do like do with someone like it's quite awkward so it's oh i don't know well i think that but i think a lot of people actually do like to go shopping together i've I've never really understood it no um i think i did when i was younger go shopping with my friends and stuff did you work in a shop no hmm. and i like to go shopping with my sister just to look at stuff and that and i like go shopping with my grand sometimes because she likes it and i like to go shopping like grocery shopping with other people like I don't mind that I am a solo shopper through and through like I I think it's because like all through uni um I worked in a in a clothes shop so I think like efficient in and out like probably know what you need I don't enjoy shopping like you know when people are like oh let's go shopping and I'm like cool what do you need and they're like oh no let's just like go and have a look yeah I can't yeah. imagine anything worse like yeah. anything worse yeah then they come home it's just weird i don't know I, d I don't believe it for a second also poor renee wheeler Lindsay is all about just dumping renee anytime anyone in that cohen yeah. family wants to do something and i think that's really wide of her i also just can't believe that sandy hasn't told kirsten about ryan and I know, Lindsay. like I know. That's Sandy's been keeping a lot of things from Kirsten recently that really, according to his character in season one, he probably wouldn't do. Mm. But yeah, anyway, Jimmy and Marissa are on the boat. He's like, oh, why did you and DJ cancel? And then she's like, oh, I don't know, maybe because I saw you kissing mum. And then he's like, oh my God, what? You saw that? And she's like, yeah, I hate you. Blah, 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 blah. And I just thought, she, like, she's absolutely raging, which is fine. And then she guilts him so badly. Like, and yeah. when I say badly, I mean, like, it is poorly executed and it's also in bad faith. And I just thought, you're 17. Like, that's your dad. Like, what's going on here? No, I definitely remember as a teenager, like, purposely saying things to not so much my dad because my dad is an angel and can do no wrong but like to my mum like I definitely definitely said things to my mum that were like on Marissa levels of like horrific really? and I yeah in my head I really distinctly remember being like say that because you know that's gonna hurt her which is awful I don't at all I don't remember that that feeling or that sort of memory. I'm sure I did say things that upset my mum at various points, but I don't remember consciously trying to to do it. Yeah. Maybe that's why maybe that's why I lean into um Marissa, Marissa a bit more because like yeah. my parents got divorced, my mum got together with somebody else, sadly not a millionaire. <laughs> that would have been great. Mm. Um so yeah, there's a lot in like her Marissa's relationship with her dad. I think that's why I go easy on Jimmy as well because I'm like, oh, mm. I, I feel that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that Marissa says that I'm like, oh, I can't like, yeah, as an adult, you're being an arsehole and you need to, you're going to regret seeing that. But also in her teenage me, it's like, yeah, kick, kick her, kick her while she's down, be mean, do it. <sighs> you know the soft spot. Oh. It's so bad. But there must be a lot of teenagers mm. that go through that. 
Like, surely. Yeah, I don't I imagine it's not that unusual. But it's definitely, yeah, it's not my experience. I think I had a much more sort of, I probably had more of like a Ryan and the Cohen's relationship with my parents where like I just didn't really speak to them that much and they always tried to get me to speak to them and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. (laughs) I'll sort it out. It's okay, it's fine, don't worry. I actually, um, (laughs) one of the main reasons, I mean, apart from like pregnancy and childbirth and, you know, actually having a child, one of the main things that makes me super anxious about the thought of ever having children was the, well, is the thought of having a teenage daughter like Mm. I think we mentioned it a couple of episodes ago but I can't I can't imagine how stressful that would be in a I've got to look after them and I've got to try and protect them and guide them through this hormone filled horrific Mm. stage of life mixed with they hate me and I can't do anything right and they're just screaming at me all the time Mm. like our friends a couple of our friends actually have children who are coming up to that kind of like 10 11 age and i'm just like i'll see you in six years babe yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm taking a wee time out i'll see you see you see you when they're 18 and we can take them to the pub thanks mm. i just can't be bothered with any of it that's why i'm like no thank you like boys or girls nah like i'm not here for it it's not my it's not my bag man it's not my bag women are put on this earth for more than just making babies and that is a stance i will that is the hill i will die on do you know the other thing that i don't want to be right and i am really sorry if anyone listening is this person or is part of this group but i there is nothing more mind numbingly boring than sitting amongst a group of people who have children who talk exclusively about their children Oh, it's the absolute. Tits. I'm just like, oh tits. my god, say something, no. anything, anything. Tell me at what you watched. Tell me anything. Like, tell me about the like the last pee that you had. Was it a long one? Was it a short one? Because that's going to be more interesting than telling me about what formula of baby milk you used when your little darling was young. Like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. It's funny. At I'm all. actually um, I'm working on a project at the moment called the Good Enough Mums Club, um, and we're doing a podcast. Funnily enough, and it's really interesting because I'm not a mum, obviously. I mean, unless my cat Kelly counts. It doesn't. Um, but okay. Okay. And I love it how annoyed actual parents get when you're like, "I have a cat," and they're like, "I hate you." Anyway, mm. um, yeah, it's been really, really interesting listening to that because more and more I'm like that first like year particularly like from giving birth the trauma of giving birth into you have this thing that solely looks to you to exist like I have never really fathomed how much of a how much of a mindfuck that must be Mm. like and I think I'm a lot softer on my new mum friends subsequently because I'm just like you know what here's your get out of jail free card because you cannot and I feel bad because it's almost like I feel sorry for them and it's almost like I feel sorry for new mums yeah I do yeah I'm just like mate that sucks Seth borrows a wife beater from Ryan in an attempt to cultivate the bad boy image he mentions our beloved choker which 
we are all fans to fans of and we love to see it come back things you love, love to see, see love to see it. the choker basically there's a whole thing of ryan's becoming seth seth's becoming ryan it's not really but they do like a little visual sort of like a shot where it looks like they have swapped and it's quite yeah. cute whatever i also don't like the fact that um seth says you look extra brutish um is the lindsay stick is the Lindsay thing still bothering you? What you mean, the Lindsay thing that's literally ongoing, a.k.a. has just happened. Like, of course it's still bothering you. Yeah, him. exactly. Um, the bait shop, Modest Mouse are playing. Um, shout out to my friend Claire, who absolutely loves Modest Mouse. Ryan, Seth, Lindsay arrive at the bait shop. Seth goes up to the bar to try and impress Alex with his hip flask full of John. <laughs> That's not right, Han. That's no. not the one. But when it's he not. said Jim, it could have been Jim, because it could have been Jim Beam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what he meant was Jack, of course. Um, I have a special type of like eye roll for people who call Jack Daniels Jack. Yeah. I'll just have a I'll just have a Jack and Coke. I just okay. have a certain type of eye roll for people that drink Jack Daniels. To be perfectly mm. honest, not for this girl. Right. Explain to me why Jimmy is telling of all people is telling the Coens first about his plan to leave and move to Maui. Um, because they are his only friends, Kenny, <laughs> and they're also the only characters that we know of that he could feasibly have that conversation with. <laughs> we, right, okay, that, that's true, done and dusted, Two let's reasons. not discuss Pick it anymore. It <laughs> and then remember he brings up, he brings up that he tried to kiss Kirsten. <laughs> and I was like, oh God. And then I was like, I have told you all, all of you listening now, I have told you all over and over and over again that that was not okay and that that wasn't resolved properly. And don't and bring it up again. Jesus. Yeah. And like, why? No, but why was nobody bringing it up? Like, it was a big deal. Like, and Sandy was acting like it wasn't a thing. But I was very pleased to see that they both looked very uncomfortable and they were like, yes. oh yeah, remember that. Uh, Sandy was like, oh yeah, remember that. And then I decided to go into business with you and become your best friend anyway I regret my life decisions now oh. and I was like about time somebody regretted that whole scenario <laughs> but yeah this so what what has happened in that scene is he comes in and is like I've fallen in love with my ex-wife to Sandy and Kirsten he says he's gonna leave and go to Maui because he's got a job there also how enjoyable is it to say Maui Mm -hmm. Like if you're on, actually, even if you're with people, if you're sitting on the train listening to this, I hope you're wearing a face mask. Also, just say it, say it out loud. Maui. Feels great. Mahalo. Welcome to Maui. 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 Feels good. Feels good in the mouth. Anyway, he's going to leave and go to Maui before he does any more damage. And he's like, I love Newport, but it's no good for me. Mm. And I think this is really important. And I think this is really good it's good to see like somebody be like this situation I'm in is not good it's not healthy mm. and I need to remove myself from this situation and it's not something you see particularly in soap based stuff people yeah. doing that they tend to just stay in amongst all that poop whereas he's like I'm out of here yeah um but yeah he lists that massive list of everything that's gone wrong in this last year didn't mention the fact his daughter was held up at gunpoint love mm -hmm. oliver bring back oliver but yeah there's there was a lot of things on that list and i was like do you know what fair play jimmy like get out of there go and start somewhere new mm. back at the gig what's wrong with holding someone's pinky nothing i think that's quite a nice thing to do when i hold hands with people i actually only like to hold like their first two fingers so like when you hold hands hands like 
this rather than like this. Oh yeah, that's great for great for audio, babe. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, Zach and Summer arrive. Seth is absolutely caned on this Jack Daniels hip flask. <laughs> he's been standing too close to the speaker, which means that he's shouting loads. Um, he and he. Is like, oh my god, she forgave you for the chair thing, blah, 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 <laughs> and spills his guts um, in just, front of Zach and Summer. Just before that, he leans into Summer, and Summer goes and like sniffs his breath and says, oh, Your yeah. breath smells like Marissa, you're so drunk. And yeah. I don't know why, it really cracked me up. Yeah. So he, t- he accidentally tells, which. Is, I think is the best scenario. I thought he was going to go and like tell someone in some underhanded, shady way. But him telling the secret while he is steaming was yeah. actually quite amusing. I quite like that. Ryan and Lindsay, they just need to end this. Like that, like you've already said, there are other people out there. They're not the only two people in Newport Beach, in California, in America, in the world. Like, just give it up. Like stop stop just stop it's too yep. confusing it's too complicated it's not what anyone needs just now no um alex comes out and she's like oh you need to take seth home blah, blah 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 my big question here was why does alex need to clean up seth's sick does she not like she's a manager doesn't she have like other well, seth, seth quit, type lackeys <laughs> to like he? do that for her yeah. um and then they go home seth's drunk he falls out of the car um, knocks over all stealth. the bins <laughs> and then does parkour over the top of the front yes. of the car. This was super cute and yeah. super funny. I think Adam plays drunk very, very... He's yeah, clearly been drunk before. Does. He's been out yeah. with drunk friends before. Like, yeah. Literally, that experience of we need to be quiet and trying to get someone up the stairs Shh. quietly is literally me coming home with Ali every time we've been out. Every yeah. time. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. I, I can feel Ryan's feels in that sitting in the car just being like oh for fuck's sake yeah. and Sandy is just like look like Sandy's mo- actually more mad about it than I had thought that he would be um, yeah. I mean he's 17 he's not but the difference is in America you can't properly drink yeah, until you're 21 yeah, so if you're true. drinking at 17 here people are like sure <laughs> like, yeah. the year, it's a bit more of a big deal that's true. Plus, binge drinking in America is weird. They're not as into it They're as They're not we into are. it, yeah. Um, right, Jimmy is about to tell Marissa. Yeah. Um, probably not what she envisaged when she was shouting at him the other night. No. Um, <laughs> I did really enjoy that he sets it up by being like, I need to learn how to be a real dad. So constantly is moving <laughs> to another yeah. like state, another island. You know, yeah, she does say that she's like, Oh, this is your idea of being a real father abandoning me. And I was like, mm, She's kind of got a point. Like, um, I do enjoy that. Um, he's wearing my favorite jumper, though. What a glorious leaving present! Thank you, Jimmy Cooper. Yeah, that the is blue cute. one. I love it. He, yeah, he is wearing he looks good in all of this episode, actually. His swan song of handsome, yeah. What about Caitlin? Is he just gonna leave her at boarding school and move to Maui and not even tell her? Yeah, Nobody's he's even away. thought that. We also think at this time, what about Julie? We find out later on that he's not told Julie. Oh. Um, I would definitely have told Julie before I told Marissa. Like, yeah. <laughs> is he mental? Like, yeah. of course that was going to blow up in his face. But yeah, he's only away for six months. That's kind of like a, a good time frame for him potentially coming back. Is he's yeah. like, it's only for six months. But Marissa so. doesn't care. She hates him as well. No. Yeah. But this is, um, remember I said it earlier, how like she's so cold, like so switched yeah. off here, which is just like, 
okay good luck with that I've heard it's really beautiful yeah and then she's like I mean you're the only person keeping me sane so it'll be interesting to see what happens when you're no longer here like mm, a little bit of foreshadowing maybe maybe we'll there's see. no such thing as subtle foreshadowing in this TV show mm. especially with the acting credibility of some of the actors anyway next day Seth is hung over he has realised that he has violated the code of man, as he called it, which made me go a little bit. I think it's just the code of human, my friend. If you tell someone you're not going to tell someone, don't tell them. That's kind of the rules. Yeah. And he feels a sense of guilt and he, for some reason, feels like he needs to go and apologise to Alex rather than go and apologise to Zach. But do you know the thing is, like, we have all had that hangover, haven't we? Where you're like, you crawl into your friend's room and you're like, oh my God, I'm dying. And they're like, oh, do you remember what happened last night? And you're like, oh. And then they start telling you and you're like, oh God, oh no. Mm. So, uh, do you know what? No judgment, Seth. We've all been there. Mm. And then he comes out with this line when he's talking to Sandy and Kirsten and he's like, here, I know that I should be used to this at this point, but what is this party actually for? <laughs> yes. Um, That's after Kirsten describes him as, look, it's my son, the wino. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you can talk. You drink goblets of wine like they're going out of fashion, Kirsten. So... <laughs> I guess we found the the similarity between Seth and Kirsten. But yeah, they're having a leaving party for Jimmy, obviously. And obviously, it's at the Cohen's house, of course. Why? Well, as you have already explained, it's it's his only friends. It should be on the boat. Anyway, Sandy is inordinately (laughs) raging, I find. I find it's inordinately raging at Seth, but we've already discussed why that might be. Um, He's grounded. He makes a very good point Mm -hmm. of, if I'm grounded, then technically I shouldn't be coming to this party tonight. Valid, valid. Um, yeah. And then Zach turns up at Summer's house and checks Summer pretending that hardbacks are better than paperbacks. Uh, excuse me, absolutely no, they're not. Although her hardback <laughs> copy of the novelization of The Valley is signed by Grady Bridges, which makes it better than the crap paperback copy that he has yeah. brought her. Throwback to Tom Hanks's son, Colin Hanks, yes. appearing in season one. Um, Bridges. She's correct to be furious here, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Just I also in. don't like the fact that, so, your boyfriend's cheated on you. Why would you not just be like, you've cheated on me, do one? Or mm-hmm. you would have that conversa- conversation there to be like, I'm not even mad at you for the cheating part. Like, I can deal with that. I'm annoyed at you because you told Seth before you told me. Mm-hmm. But it's a fact she won't even talk about it. Like, she's clearly stormed out of the bait shop. They've not talked about it. He's come over to try and make amends or have a conversation about it. And she's just like, no, I'm going to the party on my own. See you later. Like, just have the conversation. Like, that's not fair on anyone. Yeah, I know. But I kind of get her here because sometimes I'm like, I know that we need to talk about this. But right now I cannot because I'm just going to say mean things and I'm going to act haughty and I'm going to be distant and I'm going to be like rude about it like I think sometimes you just need space yeah. a little bit but that's all she needs to say um, isn't it it's like I need some space yeah I guess that's true that's true anyway the party <laughs> what will go down oh who knows yeah so see when Caleb and Julie come to the door and Kirsten opens the door and she's like oh hi Julie and then Caleb starts talking about something or other uh, and she yeah. literally just like does a hair toss yeah. and walks away with her glass of wine just like mm, bye Felicia 
Yeah. And then Julie walks away as well, does she not, while he is still talking. <laughs> and I was like, like oh, okay. this is like, I, this is every white man's nightmare. Like the, <laughs> the, the, the women won't listen to their bullshit that they're going on about that no one gives a fuck about. Like this is, this is, yeah, this is it. Um, Sandy calls Jimmy Jimball. And I thought, Oh, I don't think Heather's going to like that. You know how I feel about ridiculous Jimball. Was it Jimball or Jim Bob? Regardless, that's not his name. His name yeah. is... He's already got a nickname. His name is James and people call him Jimmy. You don't yeah. need to give him a subsequent nickname. And then Sandy said something that was like low-key rude when he was like, oh, sorry we couldn't get a better turnout for you. Which was basically like saying, sorry that no one came to your party because you're an absolute dick and embezzled like Stole all their money. money. Yeah. I also was a bit, I thought he was being sarcastic because I was like, the party actually looks really busy. <laughs> I, well, given like how much you defrauded the entire neighbourhood, yeah. Weird. Um, but Sandy is like, I'm going to miss you, pal. Um, yeah. And this is where we find out that he's not told Julie. Mm -hmm. If you were Julie, would you not be raging? Like, Mm -hmm. next level raging? This is a thing, though, isn't it, American TV shows? Because remember this was a big thing in Friends where Rachel was moving away and she didn't say goodbye to Ross. Like, this is a whole thing about, like, telling the person that you're closest to that you're leaving is, like, difficult or whatever. I think I genuinely, if I was moving away, would, like, the first person I would tell would be the person that was closest to me. Yeah. I suppose it's about timing, isn't it? Like, okay, you probably wouldn't tell her first because, you know, you want to get your ducks in order and take time to decide that this is what you want to do. But, yeah, you would definitely... You would also not want that coming out in a public space. Also, right, I'm sorry, but you would tell your ex-wife and mother of your children before you told Kirsten and Sandy. Yeah, it's also like, hey, I'm leaving the country, so you need to look after the kids. Like, that, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, let's not even talk about the whole... I need I need you to look after Marissa thing because that is utterly ridiculous and it yes. happens later on anyway. Um, but Lindsay's here. Yeah, yeah, so of course. Let's, let's just, Why wouldn't Lindsay let's... be there when she knows that Caleb's going to be there? When she knows that Kirsten's going to be there? When she knows that Ryan's going to be there? When she know like why wouldn't she go to that party? Sure, weird, but sure. <sighs> Renee again is just going to be at home. Like, what is she doing? I know. I feel for Renee, man. Yeah, but Caleb is very polite. Like, at least he's not rude. Like, he's yeah. Like, Remember he's when he's, he's like, good to see you. <laughs> she's like, eh, okay. And then she's like, okay, dad. Like, it's mm. so awkward. But he's off. He's away off to find Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Julie and Jimmy have snuck off. And I was like, oh, is Caleb going to, is Caleb going to walk in and them? Doing yeah, I, yeah, I thought someone was going to walk in and them kissing or whatever. But the, yeah. are they in the Cohen's bedroom? I don't know if they're in, you know, maybe it's a spare room that Luke stayed in, but Ryan isn't allowed to stay in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they're having a heart to heart and then Julie's actually crying. Like she's actually crying out of like being upset. Yeah. I feel quite bad for Julie. She's but, only yeah. human after all. I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to work in the Brit Awards and we, that was a session for us. So I had to listen to it about 4 million times and then subsequently Anytime anyone made a mistake, which in like designing stuff is all the time, or like with copy, like mistakes happen all the time. Anytime anyone made a mistake, my boss would go, 
we're only human after and i genuinely got to a point where i was like i know you think you're being funny and sometimes it's funny but i also hate you stop it you know i have a special like cringe gland that is activated when people make the same joke more than once like especially it happens a lot if you like spend a lot of time with like a, a smaller group of people who then interact with other mm-hmm. groups of people like so um I, yeah when people make a joke in one group of company and you think oh that's quite funny and it goes well and then they use it in yeah. another group of company and you're like Ugh, don't try and repeat this I joke don't like it. anyway kirsten walks in and disturbs them. jimmy says something really weird though and i was like what does that even mean where he's like you deserve to be happy with caleb at least it's real and she it's literally real, just yeah. listed all the reasons why their relationship is a fraud it's so weird but is, she, is he not meaning i felt like he was he not meaning like they are obsessed or they are in love with the idea of being back together but the reality is they know how that ends and they know what that brings and they don't bring out the best in each other so like i think that's what he meant like at least that's real it's an actual relationship we are making we're upset and we are making like this life for ourselves based on like an idealized fantasy of what the future might be it's like hot at the start, which is not what it's going it? to be like exactly and then it's really sweet like i thought the see you james so long jules yeah it was, it was nice. cute it was very final as well i was like oh okay yeah he's not dying like i know come, he's not getting taken to the taken out back and shot like I, <laughs> I mean i've not seen the next episode maybe he is <laughs> At this point, I said, I love Summer's outfit here. But then later on, I saw the skirt and I was like, oh, God, I hate this outfit. But I love this top. I love this like little floral yeah. cardigan. You know my thoughts on a cardigan. Yeah. Marissa turns up drunk with DJ. And this is when it all kicks off. <laughs> yeah. It's literally after. Which one of it says it? Like, I think it was Summer. It's like, God, this party's a bit boring. Mm. In walks Marissa. Shit faced. Like, yes. And she's properly doing that, like, drunk, like, staggery walk. It's just yeah. so good. And she, like, drops herself onto Julie. And it's, what's it she says? Well, if it isn't the Wicked Witch of the, of the West Coast. Yeah. I was just like, drunk people are funny, man. Mm. <laughs> like, they have balls of steel. And Julie's like, are you drunk? And then she makes a really racist comment to DJ. About like, tequila, I know. Yeah. Let me guess, it's tequila. Julie, I get in like, your box. Oh, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> and then Marissa calls her a whore in front of everybody. And <laughs> well, I was what like, is it she says? She's like, DJ, let's go before she ki- tries to sleep with you next. Yeah. And, um, and then she's like, you heard me. You are. I know. I know. It's so dramatic. I was I just like, loved oh. it. It was like an old-fashioned season one OC party with everything yes. kicking off. It was great. And then she called. Then she's like, "Oh, of course I'm." What was that? She says, "Julie um, says." Yeah, Julie like, says. Yeah, she's like, she turns to Jimmy and is like, look how screwed up she is. This is what you're leaving me yeah. with. And she's like, "Of course I'm screwed up. I'm the daughter of a thief and a slut." And I was like, "Oof, okay. oof." And everyone at the party, the, everyone at the party is just like, oh my lord, what's yeah. going on? I'm also not a fan of slut shaming. Like, Yeah, me neither, okay. at all, at Is she all. being paid for money? Then no, she is not a whore. Like, 
And even at that, sex work is real work. And if you're being paid for sex, that's a job and that is valid. 100%. Yeah, so it all kicks off. And then we go to like a quiet moment with Kirsten and Jimmy at this weird, mysterious bar in the Cohen's house that we don't actually know where it is. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And this is where they have this weird conversation about like, someone's got to look after Marissa, someone's got to look out for her. And I was like, that is so not Kirsten's job. Like, it is not appropriate to ask her to do that. It's also, if you're that worried about Marissa, why are you leaving her? Yeah, precisely. Like... Mm, I just felt so mm, about this whole thing. And then she's like, for my oldest friend, of course. And then they have this card. Also, do you know what I hated about this? Like, why do they always do this thing of like, if we were married, blah, 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 blah. If I had, and then he said, if I had married you, there's no way I would have left. And I was like, there's no way that you could know that. Like, you don't know how things are going to transpire. You can can be in a relationship with the person that you 100% have believed that is your soulmate and it cannot work out. Like that is, the, them's the breaks. That's yeah. what happens. And then on top of that, like you wouldn't bring that up. I know. Like it's know. so weird. It is wild. Then what's even more wild is we get, I thought this was the end. And then we got this really weird scene where this guy said to Caleb, like, oh, it's about your car. And he's like, have you scratched my car? And he's like, no, your car's been stolen. So I was I like, thought, what? Um, I thought it was going to be trashed and Marissa would have trashed his car, but mm. that's not what happened. Which would have been better because what actually has happened is Seth has stolen Caleb's Aston Martin and driven it to Alex's house to try and prove that he's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, Alex is really honest here. She's like, look, I've been with a lot of bad boys and you're not one of, one of them. them. Yeah. Like, you're a good guy and that's why I like you. But yeah. it's just, this whole storyline is ludicrous. Like, I don't, I'm not here for it. But the Popo arrive and presumably he gets taken home. Yeah, the feds come and whatever. Is this your vehicle? Um, Zach is still at Summer's house because her stepmother has blocked him in with her car and he can't wake her up. <laughs> he's worried that she's dead, but he's just been sitting in her room watching the valley. I love all these little asides throughout the first and second series about Summer's mum, like Summer's stepmom. Yeah, Summer's like, stepmom. Yeah. I love it. I just find it really funny. And I know it's not funny because obviously, you know, that's not actually a funny situation. Mm. But for a comic effect in the TV show, it makes me chuckle. This is where we see her horrific outfit. That like yeah, the tiered, skirt. F- tiered floor length pink it's skirt. It's awful. It's with awful. With um, This is also where she forgives him. They actually have the conversation and she forgives him for his indiscretion kissing the tutor. Very big of her. Um, I wouldn't have done it, but, you know, whatever. Whatever you do you, it's cool. Yep. No judgment here. Whatever feels right in your relationship, you knock yourself out. Mm. Then we have this weird situation where, like, Lindsay wants Ryan to kiss her as an experiment to see if it feels weird and it feels like he's kissing his sister. Which is fine, I guess, but as I've already intimated, I feel like the best course of action here is for them to go their separate ways. But they don't. They kiss. It seems they they have this weird like movement like this. Did you notice? Yeah, I think it's because it's like I think they're getting like weird direction, or they've like because it's like it needs to be like a kiss that's hot. Like you need to prove to the audience that this is worth the hassle for. So they've tried to Mm. make it like super hot, but not over sexualized, and that's why it's kind of like like rhythmic kissing. It's strange. Anyway, it looks like it doesn't bother him until knock knock knock. 
Kirsten comes in, they break apart. She's like, oh, have you seen Seth? And they're like, oh, oh eh, no, we were also just looking for him. Oh, really, Lindsay? You were looking for him in Ryan's mouth? Okay. <laughs> Seth is not in Ryan's mouth, just if you're interested. Exactly. I also, uh, <laughs> when was the last time that you had a kiss that you've had to like literally spring apart from? Because oh, like, don't get me wrong, they are hot AF, but I haven't had that in decades. Like forever. Yeah. I had that in forever. A long, long, long time. Exciting. I can't even think, you know. But also, why would you kiss in a room that is 80% glass? I know the blinds and are down, but... The blinds are... No, the blinds aren't down. The blinds are only, like, half down. And also, the party is still obviously going on outside. Like, the, you can see it. And they don't actually say whether he did feel like it was kissing his sister or not. I guess we're meant to assume that it wasn't because it was so, like, hot and whatever. But then they were like, oh, let's just keep it a secret for a little while longer until we, like... Just keeping it a secret for a little while longer, dot, dot, dot. Right. <laughs> no more information available. Mm. Seth comes home with the cops as per expected then we go to the final section which is Marissa and DJ sitting oh yeah penultimate Marissa and DJ sitting on the little beach lookout lifeguardy Baywatch post Marissa's favourite spot Marissa's favourite spot and then Jimmy appears turns out DJ's phoned him good guy I agree good move and um, they have a little father-daughter heart-to-heart. It's, this made me really sad. Yeah, she cries a lot. She like She's like, don't go, don't leave me, don't leave me, which was sad. Yes. Um, he says that she can come visit whenever she wants, that he'll send a plane or a boat or whatever he has to do if she wants to come and live with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just very moving and touching. As you can tell, Heather, who doesn't really enjoy sitting with her feels... I have just written lots of cry. <laughs> yeah, it was down. lots of crying. Lots of cry. Not even crying, lots of cry. <laughs> sure. And then once all the crying's done, it's the next again morning and Marissa turns up at the Cohen's house with a bag full of bagels. Which is cute. What did you think about... Mm, okay. Okay. I think she is looking for a safe space and she is looking for like that family experience that she doesn't have which is what mm. Ryan is doing as well like that's what he has got in the Coens and i think that's why she turns up because she is looking for safety security normality i guess yeah i guess so i just feel, do you not feel like it kind of introduced her as like the surrogate daughter yeah definitely but then that's what Jimmy's um, kind of set her up as to Kirsten, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It would make more sense if Kirsten had like gone to her with the bag of bagels and been like, come on, let's go. Let's go back and give these to the boys. Yeah. <coughs> but Marissa but just turned at, up. Um, shooting at airports is really expensive. So they probably mm. were just like, we can't make that work. No, it didn't necessarily have to be at an airport. It could have been her turning up at the palace and being like, Come on, I've got some bagels, let's go. Or what anyway, it doesn't matter. It was a bit weird. It was cute though. I thought it was quite nice. Like i I just feel sorry. I feel sorry for Marissa. Okay. Anyway. Next. What do you think's gonna happen next? As I say, I think possibly the next episode is Valentine's Day. It, it's either Valentine's Day or spoiler alert, it might be the Cohen's anniversary. 
Oh, okay. It's something like that. It's okay. a, a romance kind of based Well, episode. if it's Valentine's Day, I think it will come out that Ryan is seeing Lindsay because obviously she will be his Valentine. Mm. Um, God, I don't know. What's going to happen next? There's not really any... Like, the only storyline that's really set up to go is Marissa going cray-cray, isn't it? Her... Yeah rebelling even more than she already is i guess and caleb, caleb and julie going back to yeah. work as well yeah um it seems like we're at one of those like fresh breaks sort yeah. of things we're going to get a bunch of new storylines now yeah i'm interested to see what sandy's going to do for work now that his only client has been let off mm, true true a fresh start at episode seven. Um, we've talked about how I know something about Alex and someone she is going to yeah. inevitably kiss yeah. at some point. Very mm-hmm. interested to see how that's going to happen. How I've only seen transpires. it in GIF form. Thank you, Giffy. If you just search the OC into Giffy, you'll see what I mean. If you've not seen it. I mean, it is a spoiler, but but I'm very interested to see how we get there. Like what happens. So that's mm. that's exciting. Do you know what time it is? Showtime! That's one no, for all my Hamilton fans out there. <laughs> it's listener of the week time, obviously. Um, our listener of the week this week is the lovely Lexi Silverberg. She is a blogger from Dallas slash Miami. I don't know if she like goes in between the two. Very interested. Um, but she follows us on Instagram. She engages with us, which is always lovely. Always good to have a new fan. A new fan of the OC. A new friend. Um, so thanks so much for getting in touch, Lexi. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Lexi. And on that note, I am closing my new notepad and will return for episode eight. <laughs> Do you know your notepad's got cats on the front, so every time you open it, it should be... Meow, 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 Best song in the OC oh. yet. <laughs> On that okay, note, bye. Let's go. bye. bye.